Hey, how's it going today? Today on Tacos and Tequila, no tequila and no tacos. Anything better? No Andrew either. It's just me and Riley. Hey, Riley, how's it going today? I'm doing good, man. Happy to be behind the uh, board again. Y'all can suck a dick. Andrew, how'd you get here? <laughs> Climbed through the window. All right. Well, today is a special podcast because it's different in that, there, like I said before, no tequila, but also no proper table for the microphones. We're literally using a chair. Yeah, we're sitting on couches. We're uh, in the middle of, like, gangster's paradise here. I'm pretty sure I saw, like, six drug deals going down as I came up to Bronco's apartment. But uh, it's <laughs> You know, it's all we retired people in here, right? Yeah, we, we just might die. <laughs> They're retired from the drug trade. Can you retire from the drug trade? All right, so it's me, Bronco, Riley, and Aspic Anus Cockbutt over here. How y'all doing? And we're going to be talking to you guys about things that we found interesting in the past. What is it? When's, when's, it's been like three weeks, maybe a month at this point. Yeah, it's been a mess just for everybody life-wise. So we're going to try to get back into this smooth sailing style by starting with EA and what's been going on with them since the whole fiasco with the loot boxes. Yeah, they've kind of been getting shit on a ton and rightly so because uh, with Battlefront 2 coming out, like I played the beta. Came out. We both played the beta. Yeah. And we both really enjoyed the beta. Mm-hmm. It was a fun game in terms of gameplay-wise and stuff. But then with the loot boxes, they were kind of pay-to-win, where you literally got advantages in the game. It was the progression system was guns. yeah. Progression system was completely built around the pay-to-win system. It's the fact that as the story progresses, they completely removed it from the game. But progression is just such a tedious thing. It's a, one of the biggest turnoffs about the game right now. And also, some not really many people are picking up on because of the whole Battlefront Two shit was uh, their UFC 3 game has the same system in it Yeah. in terms of the microtransactions and stuff, and no one's really raising a fuss about it. They've really put that one under the radar because it's the EA sports games are just like, it's another one, right? Yeah, but they've always done it. Like That's the thing. This isn't something new. You look at, like, there's NHL, there's the Ultimate Team, mm. where you open up packs of cards to get better players. Same thing with FIFA has it. Like all these games have had microtransactions. It's in the game for decades. Yeah, and no one—not decades, but for years—like a good chunk of the last little while in the games, they've good had chunk it. of your life and your miserable. No life. one seemed to really give a shit about it until <laughs> it was Star Wars. Well, the thing is, is because it's such a big property, and there was already games based off it that were loved. Right, the original Battlefront games were loved. They were That's- terrible. They, they were, were great. awful fucking games. They were amazing. No, I'm kidding. I, but have you tried to go back and play them again? Yes. I, they, I have it on my play, Steam. They play a little choppy now. They're like, fine. It, They're fine it and you're overweight. Age great. <laughs> it neither do you. I don't. I don't. I get fatter and uglier with age. It's bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like Star Wars Battlefront 2. It's fine. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> Um, there are actually, I found out there are still some people running some servers for that game. Oh yeah. I've seen all about that. They keep trying to convince everyone to come play instead of playing the new one. I mean, like if the new one didn't have those microtransactions in it, I'd own the game by now it's and f- love it because well, it's a well-made game still. Yeah. The gameplay is fun. We've, I've been playing it in my place. It's, it's fun. It's oh, so still, you bought it. You're n- part of the problem. Ben bought it. My roommate. So Ben's part of the problem. Fuck Ben. He's never coming <laughs> on this goddamn podcast again. Um, but it was interesting because I was kind of happy got it because I wanted to see what was going on with the game without just hearing it secondhand and then complaining about it afterwards. So playing it, the gameplay is fun, but like a timeline kind of like stuff that happens. So they drop the loot boxes, right? So the progression system stays and it still sucks. And then you can still get loot bo- boxes, but it takes forever. And then they find out that people ask them that, um, like, where the, what, why don't you do cosmetics? And they say it'll hurt the lore of the saga. The sagas. And everyone's like, I guess that's an answer. And then they f- someone data mined it and found the cosmetics. Yeah, which the cosmetics apparently are going to affect mostly clone troopers, which in the lore of it works pretty well. I don't know if you saw like the Clone Wars TV show. Yeah. But like you look at all the, oh, but- like, the Clone Wars, all the clone soldiers all look the same. That's yeah. the whole thing. But then they start getting shit like as they fight, they put like three blood stripes down their face on their armor and yeah. stuff like that, which is kind of cool. And I do like the fact I do miss that they're doing that. Going back to the Battlefront early days, I miss the Dark Troopers, which were like giant silvered um, stormtroopers with electric guns that yeah, show that electricity was, and jetpacks. I just want to play as Gungans. Yeah. I just want to play as Gungans. Just give me Jar Jar Binks and like I'll buy any game. Yeah. But this is this whole situation has actually been hurting EA like stock wise that they've been dropping. They actually to the fact this is actually dangerous. Two things dangerous that EA has done to them uh, to the game industry in general. One, they hurt the stocks of not just them but other game uh, other publishers, Activision, Blizzard, uh, Activision yeah. Blizzard, uh, and all the other ones. 
Uh, like I know more of them, but I forget. Um, they Ubisoft all got hit in the stocks as well because yeah, they just because I mean, people still Ubisoft business. has been kind of deserving it for a while. Yeah, honestly. but the thing, this is what hit it because the because of what state games are in the investors and business people who just don't understand and just see it as all one conglomerate thing. So this hurts everybody when they do something like this. And also, kind of the scary part that's going on too is everyone trying to get the government involved with these loot that's, boxes. I as don't well. want the government involved. I don't in the games. want government regulation on we had games. This we're going to see some very scary things coming. Yeah. And honestly, too, it's going to increase the cost of games. And here in Canada, we're already paying what, like ninety bucks for a new release title. Yeah. Like it's going to be more than that if the government we does get, get some involved. We get paying more though. Yeah, like Australia yeah. pays a shit ton on <laughs> everything, which yeah. like I feel terrible about. And also, half their games are censored to shit too down there. Yeah. Um. W- one big thing about the the government stuff is that unlike the early two thousands and stuff when it was like video games and like early mid nineties and stuff where video games cause violence, video games are bad for children and that stuff. We won that, right? Yeah. But this, the government won in that they were able to pass a decision that they want to put into law. They want to. They saw this as gambling and they wanted to make something out of it. It's the biggest issue is with ESRB, they weren't standing up as an organization. They were kind of the last choice before we went to the government to go like, hey, like this is out of control. If the ESRB went, yeah, no, this is wrong. Any game that has loot boxes is instantly going to be an M rating. Mm-hmm. You'd see a lot of companies stop because honestly, if your game's rated M, it does hurt sales. Yeah. Because it's a lot of like, I know, like I used to work with stores that sold video games and stuff and like 90% of parents don't really give a shit what their kids are playing. But you still get that, like, 10% of parents are involved and know for a fact, no, like, my six-year-old does not need to be playing Grand Theft Auto Five mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, it just seemed like ESRB was a little useless and kind of dropped the ball a bit yeah, on yeah. that when they could have easily kind of stepped in and went, like, hey, like, we're going to figure something out here. I want to ask is, like, what's the next step from here? What do you guys think is going to happen? I want to put this question out to Riley as well. What do you guys think is going to happen next? I think we're going to see the government get involved and it's going to be declared a form of gambling. Mm. And we're going to see some scary regulations dropped on games, not just for loot boxes, but for other things as well. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you can necessarily call it gambling unless like it's it's uh, money in for the purpose of winning money. I think it's just. Well, like, it's like, also it's gambling. They're saying it's a praise on children as well. That's the main part. It's gambling. It's, and it's like beginners gambling for children. It's the same thing as in-app purchases in games, in like iPad games where people get $10,000 worth of charges on there is it's the same concept. It's. Basically, it's instead of gambling for real money, you're gambling for a virtual form of currency, which you can say, yeah, no, like certain things don't have value. They 100% do. Like if like if you buy a bundle in like Madden Ultimate Team, okay, you're paying money and then there's an p- opportunity to pull like a 99 overall Ultimate Legend <laughs> and then you win uh, a, lo- a lot of virtual currency by being, being able to kind buy of. it. But the pro- a big problem with the gambling for children thing is that unlike real gambling, where it's like there is an idea of payoff and physical things you can take elsewhere. So like money, you, when you gamble, you go for money. If you win, yeah. if you win, you get money back and you can do it. If you don't, you just keep going. This, the only repay for you is through the game, right? So you don't Depending on back. certain things. Cause there is stuff like CSGO where yeah. you can trade your skins away and items away for that some holes. items were Remember worth that? thousands of, yeah, where it's that one guy. It was two guys. It was yeah. They're two top streamers and they were Septic basically endorsing like their, I don't think it was Jack Septicai. It was. I think it was the super British guy with the colorful hair, wasn't it? I don't think yeah. it was Septica. Yeah, he was part of that. Oh shit! Well, his YouTube channel is still doing fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> the other guy's gone to shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one of them had to go down. Mm. Realistically, like, let's be honest there. And Jack Septica huh. is like, man, I got like twenty million subs. Uh, yeah, he's fine. He's this also, other guy. This is this is what we in the industry call a fall guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to like while you guys are still talking about, it, I'm just gonna look it up to make sure just. Case Drakseptic guy is listening to this and he's not part of that problem. He's not listening to this. Guarantee it. You don't know that. My dream <laughs> is, for, is is for Drakseptic guy to listen to this, get angry, and make a YouTube video about it. Because then we're all making bank, right? Uh, that's a really low goal for. Um, I just want to take over the world. You know, I just want to infect young kids' minds and make them gamble and grab their parents' credit cards and give money to us. That's right, kids. Just go reach into your parents' wallets oh. and purses and give us the credit card numbers. I think it was, I'm looking at this, I think it's uh, T. Martin and Syndicate. Yeah, I was that, about to say, I doubt it was Jacksepticeye because <laughs> I don't think he's ever really streamed CSGO. I don't even know who that is. He's he's a really Irish dude that just screams top of the morning to you at the start of every one of his videos and makes me want to kill myself. Okay, with that, I want to move on to our next topic. I want us all to talk about, about how bad Andrew looks today. 
I look really uh, bad. I look like kind of cross of Lance Bass if he had a bit more golden locks on his head. You look like Darius Rucker if he was white and overweight. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just prepare that one? Like, no. Did you think I of your whole train ride back from Montreal? Just writing this like, I need a good zinger. You called up like Ben. Like, Ben, I need a great zinger right now. Isn't Montreal like the capital of like comedy or something? Just for laughs and stuff is based in Montreal. So yeah, I got all that inspiration. Yeah, you just like, you just went and asked comedians on the street because... We know, like, they're not rich. They're probably all just living on the street anyways. And Footnote, I was in Montreal. <laughs> that's the... That's no, the he wasn't. Days. He was in, like, fucking Manitoba. I was just watching Just for Laughs gags on the TV on <laughs> and reruns. And he's like, this is going to be a really good joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, actually moving on. Uh, because we're nearing the end of the year, award seasons are coming up for a lot of things. And one big thing I want to talk about, not in only just our predictions for it, but just the idea of it. That it's Skyrim VR. Um, that's my game of the year. <laughs> Before we get to that, I just want to get to this. The Video Game Awards by that Jeff they Keighley. they mean nothing? Um, well, not that it means nothing. How many times do you see games that came out in the same year boxed and repackaged as Game of the Year edition? I don't, Bullshit that they no, can all win Video Game, game Awards of the year. with Jeff Keighley's version, though. I, I still find the whole thing just bullshit and marketing, honestly. I think it's... It's better than what we used to have. Do you remember it the is. Spike? Do you remember the Spike Video I Game do. Awards? I remember. The I just want to put that out there. Riley, wait, uh, Riley, do you remember that? I did not remember the Spike. Okay. Video Who did Game they Awards? bring out one year? It was like Hito Kojima one year, and he just looked like he wanted to kill himself. There was one with Paula Abdul. She yeah. was on there. She was talking about Mario Kart and the Blue Shell. No one. She was like high out of her mind. Oh, guarantee it's Paula Abdul. She's yeah. always high. Jack Black tried his best. Like the hosts tried their best. Like Neil Patrick Harris, Samuel Jackson, and. Jack Black tried their best, but the issue is they weren't really bringing on gamer celebrities. Like, if you want someone that's passionate about games, grab someone like Nathan Fillion. Yeah, they were going for the whole idea of like, hey, look how cool this guy, is. look at this cool actor who kind of thinks of games. Terry Crews now, he's such a big supporter of PC gaming. He did the whole thing where he built a PC. PC has in personal computers. To. <laughs> <laughs> I find that so funny. It was so unnecessary. <laughs> oh, fuck's sakes. No, like he built a whole PC rig just to play with his kid and he did it all through Reddit where he like live streamed it and got people to help him build it. Yeah. And shit. Like that's awesome where kind of gaming's become mainstream because like wasn't that long ago where like it was kind of nerdy to be a gamer and into games and now it's kind of the cool thing. Well, yeah, the thing is like um, I think Jeff Keighley's show balances it well of making games more mature in that, like, that doesn't matter the subject. It's, like, not a giant dick on stage as it was in, like, mm, the video game awards. It should be. should be still. I didn't... I really didn't like I that. I like my anime Weibo games, <sighs> and I need to play more of them. I just wanted, like, just a bit of seriousness. Because, like, we have journalists. We have, like, a huge industry behind it. We got to start treating it like one. And I thought it was a good direction that Jeff Keighley was taking it. And I think that the, these video game award shows are... Uh, this video game award show is actually pretty easy because he pays it out of his own pocket, right? Yeah, what are we going with as your game of the year? What do you think will win? Uh, honestly, I've been kind of behind. Um, but from the games I've played, I'm going to go with uh, South Park. I'm pushing Breath of Wild. Yeah, I know. I, I, this is Like you said, what I want, I like what yeah. I think is going to win is going to be like Mario Odyssey or Zelda. I honestly, I think this is Nintendo's year. They had such a strong showing with the Switch. Just with those two titles alone will sell units. Like yeah. honestly, Breath of the Wild's one of the best games I've ever played. Yeah. it's And same with Super Mario Odyssey. I actually ended up beating it pretty quick after picking it up because I just couldn't put it down. And like both of them amazing games, but I want Breath of the Wilds to win because it's a new Zelda. So yeah, Zelda. I want it to win just because it's another Zelda game. Riley, what do you think? Guys, you're throwing me out of the bus here. <laughs> Don't well, follow. Well then, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other awards you're looking forward to on that show? Do you think they're I, worthy of something of anything? I, what? I mean, worst game of the year, probably going to go to EA for Star Wars Battlefront 2 for all the shit that's been going on with it, but... Yeah, have you guys played the story missions in that game? No, I haven't played the game. I didn't buy the game yet. I listened to Reddit and didn't buy the game, okay? So did you, like, remember that mission, the story, where, uh... <laughs> no, the story is pretty bad, too. I just want to bring that up. But, like, continue on. I I mean, like, I, I'm sure Skyrim VR will win an award, because why the fuck not? We needed another Skyrim this year. I, I was so done with Bethesda. Like, I've tried to love them for years, and... It's just, it's hurt now. Because, like, instead of a new Fallout or a new Skyrim, even news about it, we're getting VR ports now. Like, it's just, it, it's so fucking infuriating to me. 
He looks really upset. You guys I can't am. See. I'm getting mad about this because it's fucking bullshit that they're just re-releasing the same goddamn game with small tweaks. Oh, we nearly lost power here. That would Riley. Be a, that'd be a second time for Stop our Stop killing the power in neighborhoods. <laughs> I've got a backup plan. Don't worry. <laughs> also, if, if you're complaining about like small tweaks to the same game being released over and over and over again, that's like the EA Sports cliche. Like, welcome yeah, to every EA sports game ever created. The, the NHL, the newest NHL got into a lot of heat for that. I eh? mean, you know what could save the newest EA? NBA. Everything. Mad, yeah. Like, people have been talking shit about Madden for, like, the past five years about literally not you, changing You know what mind. could save, single-handedly save EA if they put out? A new SSX game. <laughs> if they put out. <laughs> but, yeah. EA did, did you put ever out, play, like, S- SSX Tricky? Tricky! Yeah. Fuck. Like, those games were so much fun. I remember playing like as Griff. Because he was shorter, he could get more turns in in the air, and he was the most unfair character for that bullshit he could do. I bet you got a lot of turns in the air in I college. Did. I did. I I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I mean, they tossed you around like a pizza pie. I mean, did you ever want to give a girl a cheesecake? I found out what that means. I don't want to. Do you want me to explain it on podcast? No. Cheesecake is delicious. Yeah, I actually had some. I went to a fancy restaurant in Montreal by accident. Uh, yeah, that... Honestly, like I've had that happen a few times where I like I sit down and get the menu and then look at the prices and I'm like, "Fuck, I can't afford this." Yeah, but no, this I'm was too like a awkward to leave now. meal I had. Jesus Christ! Like, I it was like we were walking around in old Montreal and my friend and I were, were like, "Oh fuck, we're tired of walking and like this is this we're getting bored." And I'm like, "All right, this is, this has cafe on it. We'll go in and get a coffee or something." And we go in. It's a really fancy restaurant. They've already like come up to meet us and like I guess we're committed to this. We had like the catch <laughs> of the day. Um, it was it really sounds well like done. a plot of fucking like Seinfeld. We got some wine. We were, like, <laughs> this we really sounds like something this. that happened to George, <laughs> <laughs> where he just he's like, I can't leave. You can't leave at that point. You can't leave at that point. <laughs> but speaking of Seinfeld, did you ever see? Uh, it was on Reddit recently. Brian Cranston talking about making Jerry laugh. I heard about that. Where he was, t- he was the, um, he was the dentist, right? Yeah. And he was talking about it and the whole bit where he puts the night the laughing gas on his face before putting on Jerry's yeah. was given to him by a dude fixing the set. <laughs> Told him, you know, you know it'd be really funny if you put that on your face first and take a little hit of it before you give it to Jerry. <laughs> and apparently they had to stop it because Jerry just couldn't keep a straight face and was just laughing. And they asked him, like, where the f- like, where the fuck did you think this up? And he's like, Dude over there told me, and it was just this dude standing in the corner now, and he just did like the little sup nod <laughs> to the ball, and like I love that because Brian Cranston's just fucking hilarious. He there, seems like just a legitimately nice guy. There's an episode with this character where Jerry's trying to sell a Seinfeld, uh, or Seinfeld, <laughs> <laughs> where Jerry's trying to sell tickets. To, no, it's Jerry's trying to sell uh, Super Bowl tickets, and uh, Lane's like, "Why didn't you just sell it to Kramer?" He's like, "Ah, Kramer only watches the CFL." Yeah, you brought that up to me when we were hanging out last week. I was like, where did I hear this recently? It was fucking last week. Okay, so what's the uh, next point? Let's move along here because I don't have the list anymore. Yeah, I know. I don't like the no power I have over uh, this. I'm sorry. That's just how it works now. Maybe uh, you shouldn't like have started this. drinking at like 6 a.m. You could have hey, wrote the list. Hey, <laughs> it was 7 o'clock this Honestly, morning. yeah, I was out traveling and you could you were drinking all day. I was hanging out with my parents putting up a Christmas tree. How and is I was that just drinking rum from the bottle. All? You didn't even finish the rum. You lost it yeah, in the Uber. That was that's made me really sad, honestly, at this point. We're drinking disgusting black Russians because you lost that rum. Whoa. <laughs> They're delicious. Let's cut that at the racism found out, out. I found out that you can mix, uh, instead of milk, you mix chocolate milk in with the, the It Russian. is significantly better, I must it, say. It's a lot better. But Riley just hates vodka. And black people, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No so, comment. <laughs> so, uh, newest thing that come out, I think we can just umbrella this topic, is um, Infinity War trailer came out. And I was thinking we just comment on the state of things at Marvel. Too many Marvel is. movies. I'm and done Justice with them. League. Yeah. Too many superhero movies. I'm kind of fed up and done. Even with Infinity War, that seems I to saw be the, the end. trailer. That, that and seems it just like to be the climactic end. And I feel like I we're going to be entering a different area. I hope that. it just ends and we just don't get any more superhero movies for the next five six years and then just reboot them. I'm okay with that. I need a break though. There's just been so many in the last little bit that it is really an oversaturation. Like I tried to start watching The Punisher on Netflix and I can't. I just I'm like, it's another fucking superhero thing, and I can't do it. You ever thought of going on some runs? Wait, what? What? <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? I don't know. I just wanted to throw that out there. Kind of like looking at you, and you're like moving your face back, and you're like a double chin thing, and I'm just wondering. <laughs> Fuck you, too. <laughs> I didn't come on here to get personally attacked. <laughs> if I wanted that, I would have just stayed home. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind of excited for the film in that, like, I think it's an end to something. I don't know what that something is, but it's going to end something in the, in the, in not the story wise, but like in the uh, manufacturing and industry. I, I, I've, we already had, I already had my rant on the whole superhero stuff going on on an earlier podcast. So you guys should go watch, listen to the podcast. Yeah. But my idea was like, that, now like, that we know there's an end and we see what it kind of looks like. I was, thinking. is there an end though? Cause this is just a cash cow for Disney at this point and they're not going to stop. Like, I, I, I can't see a physical end in sight. Yeah, I can see an end to the current Marvel Universe. And I'm kind of excited that we might see, like, maybe a new superhero group come out instead of, like, an Avengers movie again, a Guardians of the Galaxy movie again. Yeah, I'm. and speaking of that, like, I I just think, like, Fucking obviously... Fucking Riley just interrupting me. Fuck you, too. Hey, ahead, I, I, I waited for you to stop. Thank you. I didn't want to stop. Motherfucker. Keep going, uh, <laughs> Suck it. Anyways... I feel like the like the Infinity Wars is just kind of be like a smorgasbord of too many people because you're bringing together the Avengers and you're bringing too many you're cooks. also bringing in the the Guardians of the Galaxy there's and it's be too no many people. Arcs. There's gonna be like the characters are gonna suck because they don't have time for them. Exactly. No, there's gonna be no development whatsoever. It's just gonna be like, okay, everybody, what's your shtick? Let's get it in there somewhere. I'm it's basically <laughs> gonna be like massive fan service. You I'm know? calling like, it now. What's going to happen in the first part is they're going to fight against Thanos and lose, and then the second part's going to be them rallying together to defeat him. Because of the fact it's going to follow the plot of every other Avengers movie ever. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be anything different. It's just going to be replace Ultron with Thanos. Replace Loki and the, whatever the fuck alien army it was with Thanos now. Yeah. Like, it's that's all it is, and I'm kind of pissed off that p- more people don't see that for what it is. Like, it's not like they're bad movies. They're fun still. It's just, it's the same plot each time, just with insert character name here instead of the other one. Like, it, I, I don't know. I'm just a little fed up with it. I mean, like, I kind of like the breath of kinda fresh air like you. Deadpool wait, did. Wait, is Steve Rogers second guessing his leadership? Yeah, <laughs> that's never happened. <laughs> oh, my God. the guys who resurrected the Star Wars franchise Oh, actually, I want to bring up a point uh, separate to all this because I don't care anymore so what <laughs> so, um so there was a petition recently signed uh how serious i've gotten is, or how little i care as i've moved my laptop off my lap um there's a petition that was recently signed to get ea's star wars license revoked <laughs> can i get some uh can i get some opinions from it's uh, not gonna fucking happen there's there's literally like, like like as somebody who has a degree in law and legal studies i can firmly look state at him that, that dropping is okay, okay. impossible knowledge. all right all right all right shit face listen I, i'm trying to add some light uh, some conversation to this so let's take it in hypothetical then you asshole so what's gonna happen here is i'm gonna ask say this goes through who would you want taking over the Star Wars license if it didn't be if it became a monopoly again and didn't just come a shared thing? I wouldn't mind Naughty Dog giving a try to it honestly, mm-hmm. like a single player focused, like Boba Uncharted Fett. style. That was what game? Star Wars thirteen yeah. thirteen was it, supposed to I be. I think this would have been. I think they're honestly one of the studios that could handle it best because you look at the Uncharted games and yeah, like I played them all and some of them are a bit weaker than others, but they're all still really good games. Mm-hmm. Like they're not like they're bad games at all. They're a shit ton of fun and like i feel like a star wars universe there would be awesome even another continuation of like i don't know if you ever played the jedi knight games but like the lightsaber handling in those games was so good like like your mom's hands oh, shut the fuck up <laughs> sorry <laughs> um I, I i heard a handling joke in there but um hand jobs so yeah i think they would do good you know who I'd, I I want to see take up the Star Wars mantle again? Just because they, even though they fucked up once with it, Bioware. No. No, I don't want Bioware in their current state to touch it. Like, Mass Effect Andromeda was just a shit show. We talked about this, if you guys want to know more about <sighs> that on the last podcast. It's just... Uh, I, I, well, I've got hope because sh- Casey Classic Bioware? Casey classic Bioware, though? Yes, 100%. Well, like, yeah, like, if they didn't do another Old Republic, they went Knights of the Old Republic style or something... I think they yeah, have a good chance I, about it. I don't know. I just... Bioware has a lot of proving to me to kind of fix a couple mistakes. Because, like, yeah, Dragon Age Inquisition was a good game. It was still kind of boring on your second playthrough. I've beaten the game, like, it. six times. I've played it through, like, three times. And just because I wanted the achievements and <laughs> trophies. Because I'm a trophy whore. Yeah. Um, but, no, like, I found, like, Dragon Age Origins in general, I just found a more enjoyable game to play through multiple times. It was just... There was so much behind-the-scenes stuff. I, I don't... 
I think Bioware can bounce back just because there's so much behind the scenes. I hope they can because they are one of my favorite dev studios. They are my favorite. Yo, That's like, why I brought Bioware just sponsor us, man. <laughs> like we'll do a Bioware podcast any day of the week. Casey Hudson, I want to meet you, and Mac Walters, I forgive you. You know, as we're just like listening off people who want to feel bad meet, for that because let's get Dan Harmon on this bitch. Oh, man, that would well, that'd be the greatest, wouldn't it? That speaking, would be really fun if he came to Ottawa. <laughs> he speaking come, speaking Trump. of sponsors, uh, still waiting on that free trumpet tequila, Aaron Lieberman. That's Aaron. What, yeah, Lieberman. What, what the fuck is the deal with this? guy? I was supposed to get it on Saturday, but like I just didn't. So it's your fault. I was depressed and sleeping. So you know what? After the couple weeks i had i think Look, I'm here's the thing I'll, I'll put a cap on this a all right i'm going uh to toronto at the beginning of the new year because Just i'm actually get it from him then no that's the thing I'm, I'm actually getting a part-time job with the the firm that he's working at right now but um yeah Wait, are you oh so this toronto? is just riley's podcast now guys <laughs> wait are you just gonna leave us no 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 i'm no i'm i'm staying here in ottawa it's remote mm. Okay, so my point just, is, I'm going to see cut him out there. like this whole part where Riley's talking about his life because no one wants to fucking hear <laughs> that. My point is, I'll get the trauma then, okay, guys? <laughs> Chill. Let's just edit out most of that part Riley was talking about and just I, I can say the trauma in the new year. Wh- why don't we edit out? You're, like you're doing do any editing? Us. Just do it for us. <laughs> we edit. Do it for us, babe. <laughs> that was a good point, Riley. That was a really good point. <laughs> we do fuck all on this podcast except for talk um, and pay me. Yeah. Broncos um, turn two. <laughs> yeah, no, that company sent us like a 30 page PDF to read about like the history of their company. And I'm like, I read this I for you guys. I want this. At all at this I point. did. Oh, it's interesting. I, okay. I'll read it at some point. Okay, let's let's not let's not talk <laughs> shit about the sponsor. Guys. I'm not. I'm saying I did the research. Oh, you did the re- you read the PDF? I read the PDF. It's actually interesting stuff. Uh, yeah. Let's stop fighting. I want it. I just want them to know we care. Fight, fight, I want fight, tequila. Fight. Now kiss. Okay. And not, make up. That's a, that's a lot of okay, let's kiss. move on. <laughs> what okay. was your uh, what was your next point there, um, Bronco? Our next point was favorite flavors of toothpaste. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm a fan of bubble gum, honestly, because who doesn't like sweet stuff when you brush your teeth? I think medicine should be chewable again. But actual next next point is um, favorite wrestlers. I was thinking about this recently. Uh, it was my idea that I, th- I thought we should talk about our favorite wrestlers. So I'm gonna start uh, Andrew <laughs> off with his with my idea of our favorite wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> for him to go through. All right, this is this is good. We got number five. I'm going with the Miz because I love the Marine Five. It's a fantastic movie. I forgot they make their own like films. Yeah, they they uh, had see no evil of Kane, who's now running for mayor of a town. Yeah, and that is uh, Knoxville County, Tennessee. And John Cena was in a film. Yeah, yeah, John Cena's been in a few of theirs. He had 13 rounds, one of his. Um, so yeah, we're going with the Miz as number five, just strictly because I love the Marine. That's. The Marine Five. That was the best one in the whole series. Honestly, I didn't watch one through four, but, yeah, but I assume confused. number five was the best. Yeah. Um, number four is Edge because he plays a guy in Vikings, and like, who doesn't love? Is uh, he actually in that show? Yeah, he's actually in Vikings. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I was kind of surprised by Good that on too. Him. I'm like, oh, that's he, the like edge. he could die really easily at any moment from like one bad yeah, bump, and he's going for, going Vikings. Uh, number three, we got Hornswoggle. <laughs> oh my god! Because midgets fighting. Jesus. is so good and there was one match i remember it was at a tlc pay-per-view and they did a wee lc match with mini tables mini ladders and mini chairs and they even had midgets dress up as the announcers and they had a mini announce table and it was one of the greatest matches in wwe history and it will go down as one of the best matches of all time i'd like to point out that uh the community does prefer to be referred to as little people what are they gonna do attack me form some Voltron motherfucker oh with each my other. God. I'd be okay with that, actually. Uh, if we have uh, five midget f- listeners, can oh you form Voltron God. and fight me? <laughs> um, <laughs> number two. Uh, thank God that the podcast. Number two, we have Kane because of his role in See No Evil and the fact he burnt his family to outside death. Outside of the wrestling, you're going with the reasons. And then number one, wrestler of all time, Chris Benoit. who doesn't love a good suicide double murder on christmas (laughs) oh man bronco please tell me you're taking this list slightly less awfully um i am but i'm gonna toss it to you for your top two right i mean do we want my top top five five instead no my real top five yes i I would love to hear your real top okay I do have a real top five. Okay, I'm gonna bring um, it to Riley first for his top. Okay, two and that half. way I have time to think. Riley, of a real you have one. two and a half picks. I'm gonna take all five. You're gonna take two and a half. Right. So he has to pick a midget. 
So number five, I'm going to say Seth Rollins because he's my favorite active wrestler in WWE right now. He's going to go on for this way too long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was literally just going to name them off, but do you want me to keep no, going? No, no, no. I just feel like Seth off. Rollins would own like a personal family like carpeting business <laughs> based on that name. All right. Number four, John Cena, because he took the company and put it on his back for close to a decade when they didn't have a whole lot of else to turn to the big department. Well, it's funny because like the funny thing. He's also like he's a meme. He's arguably their second biggest uh, like like, crossover star in the history of the company, which is like really interesting because you can't see him almost all the time. I mean, I remember like watching some of his debut stuff where he was the you actually saw professor him? of thugonomics or oh whatever. yeah i remember that era. yeah that was like the stupidest fucking thing thugonomics i i, oh, I really God. wanted I to buy his so overdoing that <laughs> so fucking i stupid. really wanted to buy it. he kind of kept similar outfits from that oh it's his hustle so. loyalty respect <laughs> i mean i'll shit on john cena the wrestler i will never shit on john cena the person because of all the make a wish stuff he does he's like legitimately one of the nicest people you'll ever meet he punched a kid in the face eh uh, Zach Braff also punched a 12-year-old, by the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> I found had, a way to work it in. I have three rules in my apartment. Number one, no Lenny Kravitz. All right. Number two, uh, Riley hey, gets to hey, go to his picks. hearing his, number th- his three lists. Nah, that's fuck it. It's fine. Riley, fuck. keep going. Keep right. going. Uh, number three right now, I'd probably, I'm going to leave WWE, so that means 80% of the audience doesn't know who I'm talking about. But uh, Okada over in New Japan. Because that man's just like a six-star match factory. He's incredible. Six-star. He has a six star, a six and a half star, and a six star match. What the fuck does that mean? Let's I let's knock him to explain. Let's, let's go on number two. Big shout out Dave Meltzer Wrestling Observer. Uh, number, just no, shut the fuck up, Bronco. What are these names? Number two. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> number two is Ric Flair. Oh yeah, who's thirty for thirty documentary recently uh, went out on ESPN and is is tremendous. By the way, um, I would say objectively speaking the greatest overall professional wrestler in history between his in-ring work, how he made people, everybody stepped in the ring with look amazing. And obviously like promos, we don't even have to talk about. There was, there was a, there was a fact from that show. I, I follow up on with the, I didn't follow up on the, the guy who was writing the documentary and directing it and whatnot. Um, followed up on it was that in the in the documentary he says he slept with like over ten thousand women. Yes, and the, and the documentary maker is like I was I was securing the leads and I stopped at around one thousand five hundred. You know, good for him because he was trying to like actually like confirm that number. Yeah, he was actually trying to confirm it. He just like I there's there's too many. I don't want to keep doing this. Yeah, it's yeah. over fifteen hundred. Right, so that's for him, uh, you know yeah. Ric Flair number two, and then uh, number one Rikishi. the Undertaker. Well, that's a good choice. I mean, I like how sexist Riley's being, not mentioning one female wrestler. Fuck sakes. Like, I mean, like, here's we the are thing. a powerful group of women on this podcast, Riley. I mean, I think I think Charlotte's like arguably the most entertaining in ring performer right now in the entire company. But here's the thing: like, when I like in my when I grew up in sort of like my heyday of watching, um, like the, the like the divas division was terrible. Now it's amazing, but at the time it was like when they were bringing in like all the models. I'm and always down for wrestlers. women wrestling each other. My first in the eighties. I just want to I just want to say something. My first match that I ever saw in WWE was on t- it was a uh, JBL, but it was his lackey Orlando. Or, or like oh. Orlando, Orlando Jordan, Cal- yeah. Orlando Jordan versus Orlando Jordan versus uh, the Undertaker. That was the first match I ever saw. That probably lasted about three minutes. It did. Yeah. It was. It was yeah. a whole story. And then and I was there for like the whole like John Cena switching the type of belt to be the spinny one and yeah. stuff. And mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways, yeah. like to to wrap up, um, there's a handful of guys that sort of make anybody that they step into the ring with look like a million dollars. Most of those guys tend to be on the smaller athletic size. But The Undertaker is like that in his prime, made anybody look amazing. But he's also like six foot ten and three hundred and ten pounds. So like the athletic ability he had given his size is, yeah, fat. is unrivaled. All right. So we're we going with my actual top five now, or did you want to do yours, Bronco? Um, first? I I would say I want to I want Riley to give me his top five favorite uh, female wrestlers. Go, Riley. No, no, um, no, no more. Here, no I'll, I'll do it super quick. No uh, number five, <laughs> Trish no Stratus. <laughs> Number four, Lita. <laughs> number three, Now he's thinking about Becky God Lynch. <laughs> number two, Sasha Banks. Number one, Charlotte. All right. Now you can give me your top five, Andrew. Okay. So we got number five, AJ Rikishi. Styles. No, AJ Styles Rikishi. being number five. Um, just because he is one of the guys that can just make anyone look absolutely amazing like if Rikishi. they go in the ring with him. Uh, number four, James Ellsworth. <laughs> because of the fact, again, he sells... He's willing to fucking put 
anyone over, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like he's got a choice. You know what? Good on him. He wasn't even supposed to be in the company more than one squash match, and yeah. he ended up making a career out of it. I, no, I, th- I think he did tremendous for what him. he was given. I mean, I hated him the whole time. Um, it's, number it's, three, Brock Lesnar. Who? Brock Lesnar. I don't know who that is. Um, number two, Paige, because she's so fucking hot. Oh, yeah, I changed that. I take out, uh, I take out Lita and put Paige in there. Paige is just so hot. I mean, I have a thing for like dark-haired girls, but that's beside the point. It's like ninety um, percent of number the one. Dean Ambrose, it. because of there's a website out there that are just things Dean Ambrose does, and one of the things okay. is he I want to sits in I want to shut the fuck. I want you to shut potato. the fuck up right now because you were like, "Hey, bro, can I have my serious list?" It is a serious You're, list. None of those, like five of those reasons, were not re- serious. You know what? They were I all mean, serious. Dean, Dean Ambrose is the titty master. Okay. Yeah, Dean Ambrose is the best. All right, what's your uh, top five list there, Bronco, Mister Serious? Okay, we were talking about like wrestlers. Wrong. We're, like we're like we Wrong. didn't mention the female wrestlers and stuff, and so I want. I, I gave a whole top five list. I know of just because women. I prompted you, so yes. I want to hit both trees with one stick, which is a phrase I just made up. Mom and Dad are fighting again. <laughs> and number one's gonna be Gold Dust. Just just turn at number one. <laughs> You're not even going five through one. That's awful. I uh, meant I meant that's as like, my number five. Gold Gold Dust is my number five. Um, at number four, it's gonna be the Boogeyman. <laughs> it's like the worst oh, wrestler ever. So we wanted ever. a serious list here, and you're pulling this. Where's our truth on this list? MVP. He's, MVP well, was good. At number. No, he wasn't. Okay, speaking MVP of, was good. Speaking of MB, MVP, uh, for number three, I'm gonna go with the Hurricane. MVP. Go with the Hurricane. <laughs> um, who was? The, oh, Greg Helms. Yeah, he's who good. Was yeah. that yeah. the wrestler that his whole gimmick was? He was kind of mentally challenged. There's Eugene. He, Eugene. Yeah, Eugene was like. <laughs> He beat Kurt Angle's like minute challenge or whatever to get his medal. Fucking uh, WWE. Eugene is an honorable mention. Eugene, if, <laughs> Eugene, if you're listening to this, oh, fuck's sake. he did good. So, so quick story about him. So he used to like every year he'd go back and he'd work like a like sort of like an indie date in his hometown. When he was in like developmental, he'd draw like 2,500 people to that indie date. As soon as he started doing Eugene on television, national television for WWE, like the crowd got cut in half the first year. Oh, people were like embarrassed that they went to the I, same hometown as Eugene. I would be very embarrassed about that too, honestly. Um. So what was my number three? Hurricane? Yeah. Green Hurricane? Yeah. There's a hurricane coming Gregory through. Gregory Helms. Uh, what about Tajiri? I uh, love the fact he would just like spit green poison in people's faces and refs never called that shit. Can I pick another wrestler that I already picked? Boogeyman? Yeah, we'll go <laughs> Boogeyman number two <laughs> and four. <laughs> no, at, at, at number two, it's going to be... Um, it's. Can I redo my list? I want to do a serious one. Yeah, okay, okay. please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at number... <laughs> At number, shut the fuck up, Andrew. Okay, just do the list. <laughs> okay, uh, number five we have the Undertaker, because again he was part of that first match that I ever saw, and I kind of just grew up with him. He was really good. Okay. Um. At 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 number at number four is gonna be the Great Collie. <laughs> <laughs> because of his acting abilities in the longest yard. yard. Um, <laughs> no, number four. Number four, it's going to be um the Edge. Like you said, yeah, Edge. He was a really good. He heel. was, and he was. Uh, he had such great in-ring performance too. Like, I'm being 100 percent serious here. I love the Edge. He was awesome. He was the Edge me, being the guitar player from U2. <laughs> the wrestler you're referring to is strictly Edge. <laughs> just him and Chris Jericho were some of the best Canadian wrestlers you can think of, and they just had so much charisma and personality, even like outside the ring. It was great. But Hart's the most overrated wrestler ever. Continue. Yeah, so is your mom, Riley. Thanks. Oh. Um, and at at Jerry. At number three, Jerry. HBK. That's, That's wrong. That's fair. That's fair. That's wrong. I liked him. Hundred percent wrong. When he came back to the face Randy Orton and his like whole like championship run, I was genuinely like up. I didn't I barely knew him before and I just I, I was up in my seat. And no, I like, like he was great. My favorite match by him was where he oversold every move by Hulk. The, the Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah. Yeah, where uh, he just he decided he didn't want it. like he's like, fuck it, I have to put him over and just like Hulk Hogan would like flick him and he'd go flying across yeah, the ring. I'll, I'll tell you, it's because there was supposed to be two matches where like the first one where Hogan went over and the second one where HBK went over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Hogan then Hogan decided, it. no, I'm just gonna do the one match and I'm going over. So HBK turned it into a clown fest. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was tremendous. Yeah, no, he's uh he's good. I used to play with him. Uh, used it, to play with him. Yeah, we used to gr- we grew up together. He did pose for Playgirl. Uh, we uh no in in shut your mouth, 
the WWE. Fuck game. you. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he was the one I played uh, used. Um, number two, it's gonna be Randy Orton. RKO. Yeah. Just like it's such a good looking move, and the head punt. He can't do it anymore because he's not allowed to. Yeah. But that was such a vicious finisher. Like it just looked like yes, WWE's fake, but the head punt looked like it just killed the person, yeah. and it was great. Yeah, um, he kicked John I Cena's really dad liked, in the head. I really <laughs> liked how like thoroughly he was evil. I really like he, he brought also, it out. Also, some of the best entrance music ever. Rev yeah. Theory there, if I hear voices in my head, like yeah, it just sounds amazing, and it's just great and fits his character. It's actually so polarizing though, because there's a lot of people that prefer like the hey, nothing you can say like the Is original. Is this your singing what the podcast, Riley? Just turn Is into? this your singing podcast? Can you just shut the fuck up? I liked it though. Shut um, the fuck up, you. Bronco. No uh, one fucking likes. You know what? This is Andrew Snaps. I'm tired of this shit. I brought a gun here, and I'm going to shoot up like a white kid does to a school. Okay, stop. All right, so while Bronco swigs some vodka here, because I've just made everyone turn to drinking, he's going to announce his number one, which is Stephen Amell from Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> he did wrestle. He did wrestle, and maybe he was actually the, really good Maybe at the it. best wrestling celebrity um, of all time. No, no Seth Steve-o. Green. Steve-o. Seth Green was great on there, too. Steve-o. And Hugh Jackman, where uh, Damien Sandow came dressed no, up when as I Magneto. No, when I say in terms of working in actual okay, we get, okay, everyone needs to shut the fuck up right now because we've alienated our audience by starting this topic. <laughs> We're alienating them even more with our stupidity. So I want to move on. <laughs> what else is Who's due? number one? Who's number one? Ray Mysterio. Okay, continue. Oh, that's wrong. I loved he him. He killed a man. I was. He killed a man. Like, legitimately, he did kill someone I know, in his And that work. makes him more endearing. So Chris tr- Benoit's your number one? I just said Ray Mysterio's number one. <laughs> Chris Benoit is an honorable mention. But. <laughs> No, I grew up like again. He was part of that group that I grew up grew up with, and he was always the underdog, and he always uh, he yeah. Always, like when he won, when he won Royal Rumble, that was no. Fucking... It was like I remember being a kid, like watching wrestling and like seeing him pull off a six one nine, and it was hype as fuck. I've I've looked back at those mush mushins, those uh, <laughs> matches, and <laughs> and I you just can't understand how like a six one nine actually hurts anybody. But it looks so cool. I know, but... Like, and I remember pulling it off in wrestling games, and you're always like, yeah. fuck yeah. Or like when he put the chair in between and 619 into the chair. I think it was a Thanksgiving match where he had like four people on the ropes, and he 619 all of them at once. <laughs> it's just... He's, and they all sold the shit out of it. Yeah. You know what a match I'm talking about? Like his, and, Yeah, I do actually. <laughs> and like, like literally, one of them got hit square in the face by his balls, but he still sold that thing <laughs> like, it was, like it was steel toe boots. Oh, fuck's sakes. No, like, no, I, I, I do agree with Rey Mysterio being up there because, like, I remember watching him as a kid and being like, this is awesome. And My his intro is very nostalgia-based. Booyakasha, booyakasha, 6-1. Six six one, one, like, he changed it. I, but I, I remember that one. intro, and it was so hype and good, and, like, I could still sing it now. I remember the original one before he changed the booyakasha thing. It was. I remember when he would appear from the stage jumping up, just, bah, all of a sudden, Rey Mysterio. Yeah. All right, so what else do we got for the show? Well, we're gonna name off all the reasons we are uh, we are all sexually attracted to uh, Vicky Guerrero. So starting with uh, Andrew, I like women that yell at me. Like I, I love a good yell. Like it's the only way to get my dick hard now, is just someone to scream at it for like twenty minutes straight. What? <laughs> Slavic fuckhole! You need to go put on a tracksuit and get the fuck out of my face! You genocide committing. Bosnian fuck. <laughs> Ignore the stunned silence from Bronco. Andrew, that hurt. I'm glad. I'm glad. I've had enough of this fucking shit. Boom. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom. I quit. I'm done with the fucking podcast. Boom, boom, We're never getting better than this moment. Let's move on to another. Boom, 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 boom. Stand <laughs> by me. <laughs> Jesus, stand oh, by me. <laughs> stand, stand by me. Stand by me. Stand by me. How good of a movie was Stand by Me? <laughs> that was a tremendous film. Poor, uh, rest in peace, uh, Corey Haim. Was that the one in that film? <laughs> He's not dead, I don't <laughs> think. Well, maybe you see what. One, yeah, Feldman's dead. Yeah, not Corey dr- Haim. He just got molested. Yeah, no. Well, the thing is, like, he's fine. Other Corey than Corey Feldman's death and Corey. 
like I producers. I don't know someone. There's stories of like someone would, in Hollywood now. He was like, there's stories of him being like he said that he was like tossed around at parties. It there was and <coughs> yeah. So like the thing. Bill is, Cosby like, was probably there. <laughs> the thing okay. is, the Corey Corey Haim is that Corey Feldman died, and that really fu- it was like a Bam Margera thing. Ryan Dunn thing going on. I'm trying to figure out who died Dude, in Stand By Me because I, I know one of them that. are dead. I want to just talk about that. Um, River Phoenix died. Yes, that was it. He OD'd, didn't he? Yeah, he was supposed to be the next big thing. Yeah, yeah he, there we he was go. Supposed to be the next big thing. There we go. Died. That's who died. Walking Phoenix's brother. Yeah, and also, did you know Spike? Uh, you know Spike Jones, who no. did her, like directed her, right? Yeah. He he's, was also in Jackass. He was one of the main producers. He was it's one of so fucking guys. funny to see him. He's in actually Jackass. in some episodes as, as yeah, an old guy. He usually. plays the old people, yeah. the old women yeah. that walks around with her tits out and shit. <laughs> Funniest thing ever to see, like such a great director do shit like this just for shits and giggles. You know Pontius from Jackass? Yeah. He's, he, a lot of people don't mention that. Um, hey, it's Ben. Ben just walked into the room. Boom, um, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> he uh, walked in like Kramer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say, Pontius is really fucked up if you've ever seen him. Probably. He, he, he just blinks constantly and he's like barely like, he's always like, yeah, like he's really fucked. He's I like s- moving his hands a lot, re- and he's like blinking, and he's like, must- it's like long term effects from like, from the original stuff that happened. to him. They had Johnny Knoxville on an episode of Jimmy Kimmel yeah. with like an animal handler, yeah, and it was really fucking funny because they brought out a Nile crocodile, <laughs> and the guy's like, okay, like everyone stay behind me, and Knoxville went up to go hit the crocodile on the mouth. <laughs> And the guy grabbed him like you would grab a toddler and pulled him back. And I'm like, what else would you... F-? And like the guy looked like he was pissed off at Knoxville. I'm like, what else would you fucking expect from Johnny Knoxville? You, you tell him not to touch something, he's going to go run up and hit it. Um, Do you know what was the one that almost killed Steve-O? What stunt almost killed Steve-O? No, what one? Was it the butterfly? No. Was it the one where he uh, got like third degree burns from running across that flaming thing with the hot coals on metal? No. Okay, uh, it do you want to tell the, us it now? Was, it wasn't even the promo where Johnny Knoxville stabbed him with a sword by accident. <laughs> um, it was. It we was. Watch Jackass it's, after this. It's, it's, I think it's in the second one, or it might be in the third one. I don't remember, but um, Steve-O has to do like a like a like a pole hey, ben, vault. Ben comes in on Pop Pop's lap. <laughs> um, Steve-O <laughs> has to do a pole vault over this like sewage river. Yeah. And there's like it's really disgusting. Is like they show there's like a dead cat in there. I actually I remember that stunt. Yeah. Yeah. He fa- he falls into the water, almost died from like the in- like septic, the sickness, yeah, septic infection. That doesn't surprise me at all. I'm honestly I'm kind of surprised Ryan Dunn's the only one dead. And like shout out to Bam Margera who's gotten his life together now. So, well, no, like <laughs> he, he had, had his- no no shut up, shut up. He made a song called "I Want to Bend My Dick and Fuck Myself." That's an actual <laughs> song he made. It's on YouTube. Yeah, because what was his pan's name? I'm trying to remember. It was Hobo something, wasn't it? I don't remember. I because uh, he did is, like the wheels fall off the bus and shit. Ryan Dunn is. Like, oh, we're being told to Ryan carry Dunn it moving along. Like uh, Ryan Dunn's been kind of like um, polarized in public opinion because he died drunk driving. Yeah. So like, I mean, Ryan Dunn seemed like one of the nicer guys on Jackass. Honestly. Yeah. He kind of looked like. He was always kind of the one that just got dragged along to do the fucked up things, was never like actively a participant always. One of my favorite stunts was when he's in a limo and they pour a bunch of bees into the car. <laughs> okay, so we're being told to wrap it up or continue on to another point. Uh, continue on to one more point. All right. So for I mean, I don't know why we can't just talk about Jackass and make this a Jackass <laughs> podcast, but fuck you we too. We made it pretty much a wrestling podcast for most yeah, of the shit Yeah, we fuck about. you, Riley. It's something you're into, so we're allowed to talk about it forever, but now we're not allowed to talk about our interests. Fuck you. I'm done. That hurts. Um, okay, I can press stop. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> this is like one of the joys I have. I don't have many things going on in my life anymore, and <laughs> this is one of them. Um, for our last and final topic... I want us to list all the reasons the Star Wars series is not a good series. Um, Harrison Ford's one of the most overrated actors ever. That's good. Riley, um, Riley you got anything? Um, I can't make a lightsaber in real life, and that disappointed me when okay, I was 12 years old. It's a predictable plot point. Answer. George Lucas is a hack. Well, I love Star Wars, so what do you expect me to say? No, the I only- want you to give you the worst things about it. I want I, Everyone talks good things except for the prequels. I want... Okay, the f- okay, here's the thing. Shit. The fight scenes are bullshit because in any real world scenario I'm not talking about good things. I want bu- like want- I just said the fight okay, scenes are bullshit because okay. in Everyone, a real shut world the fuck scenario. Up. Shut the fuck up. I, I will bullshit. tell you the only good thing about Star Wars. I don't want to hear the only good Jar-Jar thing. Jar Jar Binks. 
only okay. redeeming the storm thing in the whole. should have killed all the rebels easily, but apparently stormtroopers can't hit anything. Okay, they're trained military personnel. They should be able to fire a weapon accurately and kill the rebels somebody. Killed millions of people aboard the Death Star. That's just fucked up, and they're apparently the good guys. Okay, Riley, counterpoint. Uh, no, frankly, that's a valid point. I actually <laughs> did my final in a class on why the Empire were the good guys and rebels were terrorists. I failed that class. Oh, okay. I failed it hard. I, a reason why I want to bring this topic up is because uh, my roommate Ben just walked into the apartment, and he's a huge Star Wars fan. And he's so an I, enormous cum slut. Yeah, so I wanted to just put that out there and just get him like angry because he can't respond. He just has to look at us. He's going to beat the fuck out of us as soon. Like He's double fisting te- bottles of tequila right now. Like, he is literally triple fisting bottles of tequila and smoking a doobie. He's going to beat the fuck out of us as soon as the podcast is over. I am terrified. How much do I owe you for the chocolate milk, Ben? <laughs> About three fifty. We're all going to, we all, they all said they'd pitch in for it, so. That's not true. We'd not say that at all. You just took it. <laughs> yeah, sorry. All right, let me We enjoyed going. some black Russians. All right, so I think with, with that fun banter at the end, I think we should uh, wrap up the podcast unless Riley thinks we could go on for longer. Riley says we can go on for another hour, so we're going to try to stretch this out. All right, let's talk about positions we like to bang sluts in. Uh, okay, we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> I'm going to talk, uh, talk about our childhood traumas, starting with Andrew. Um, I was molested at the age of two through four, but don't worry, I wanted it. What happened at three? I didn't get molested. I was untouchable at that age for whatever reason, and it left me really sexually frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's end on that. Um, let's let that be the last joke. Okay. Uh, and with that, we'll end the most uh, pretentious podcast we've ever done. Thank you for joining us on NPR Radio. <laughs> We're here every week, uh, every two weeks. Join us next time when we talk about uh, our favorite yogurt. And butts, butts, butts. All right. Thanks, guys. This Big company, booty bitches. This podcast will have my company shut down. We'll see you <laughs> That's our goal. Not yet. Okay. Bye. <laughs>